What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Narc in the Dark. This episode is probably going to be two parts. Um, I know it's taking me a while. Let me address this. <laughs> I know it's taking me a while to bring you guys this episode. But I thought long and hard about this one, y'all, because this is actually a really difficult topic for me to talk about. Um, So I just wanted to be as candid and open as possible. So I did have to like contemplate for a minute, a good minute. Um, and then on top of that, like my life is really busy. Um, I, I really, I can't even dedicate like a specific day and time to bringing you guys episodes right now because I have a lot going on in my life. Good things. Um, but it's like really making me very busy. So I apologize in advance, you guys, but I promise I'm going to keep the episodes coming. It's just not going to be on a schedule. So before we hop into this episode, I want to go ahead and put out a disclaimer, a warning, a trigger warning, because this episode is very deep, very, you know, I don't know. It it can be it can trigger some people. So if you're one of those people that, you know, you have some life experiences that you prefer not to hear about, talk about, listen to, you know, no, you know, just, you know, probably exit um, from this episode because I'm not holding back. Like I said, <laughs> when I introduced my podcast. So yeah. Um, but yeah, I wanted to talk about this because I feel like this is really never talked about. Um, especially in my community, the black community. Um, I feel like it happens, you know, it's a lot of people's reality, but it's hardly rarely ever discussed. Um, it's very taboo to even talk about, but I'm going to do it for all of us because I feel like it needs to be, it needs to be talked about because it's, it is a, a lot of people's reality, including mine. And I never even imagined that this would be my reality, but you know, here we are. <laughs> so I'm going to put myself out there and talk about it because honestly it needs to be talked about um so i'm just going to start you guys from the beginning of this particular experience um it started eight months down into the relationship situationship whatever the fuck you want to call it i believe um someone's delulu and it clearly ain't me but we're not going to talk about it right now. But um, yeah, eight months into the relationship, I'm just going to start y'all about my like exactly what I was going through at the time. So actually, when I first started being intimately involved with this man, I remember 
using condoms, you know, and stuff like that. But it was for a very short period of time. And then, you know, next thing we know, we're doing what they call the rhythm method. And if you're not familiar with the rhythm method, it's basically where, you know, there's like this small window of, of time where a girl, a woman can get pre- pregnant um, every month. And during that period of time, she's very fertile. And then one day out of that period of time, which is like a week, um, is where she can actually get pregnant. And that's why, you know, babies are so special because can you imagine out of 28 to 31 days out of a month, only one of those days you can conceive. So he would, you know, be very careful with me um during that time and then it just got sloppy it just really got sloppy um but I trusted him because first of all this man started out as my teacher and this was a subject that he taught and so I just knew he knew what he was talking about which he did but he was also sloppy he just got sloppy and I think it's because he really had this contingency plan in the back of his mind, but we'll get into that later. Um, I, I don't know, y'all. Maybe, I mean, I'm not blaming him completely, but at the same time, I was very young, inexperienced, and, you know, I just, I don't know. I just feel like I put too much trust into this person and his word and what he was saying to me and stuff like that. And I also remember him saying, you know, we have to be careful because you can and will get pregnant. And I was just, I just remember sitting there like, will? Fuck? (laughs) What you mean? Like, you know, and then just you know, shaking it off, like, nah, like, whatever. Should have took it more seriously, but yeah. So eight months down into the relationship, I was working in, I was working at a department store and every morning me and my friend slash coworker would go into the mall area to a Starbucks and we would get our drinks She would get her espresso. She had to have a double shot of espresso. And she used to teach me her Starbucks secrets and stuff like that. And we just used to have a lot of fun. But that was our routine. We used to go to Starbucks. And then this particular day, you know, we're walking outside of the department store. And the smell of the coffee hit me like whoosh, like, man, the smell was so intense and it immediately made me nauseous. So I was like, girl, you can go ahead. You go ahead and without me, um, I'm going to stay back here because I can't take that smell. And she was like, what? Like, 
she couldn't believe she was like looking at me sideways like girl are you for real because this is literally what we would do every day of work and but this day I was just I could not do it and so she came back and she was like I brought you a ginger ale and I'm like thank you and you know we go down back down to our office and she's like Kina are you um she was like do you think you could be pregnant I was like girl no (laughs) and she was like are you sure I was like well I was like I am late I was like I'm on the third day I said now I've been three days late before and I've been three days early before and so I was just gonna wait another day before I actually gave it you know consideration and she was like "Mm." (laughs) and she was like okay so then the next day came she was like did you get your period yet I was like no and she was like oh snap I was like yeah I know and she was like well tomorrow I'm bringing you a test I'm bringing you a pregnancy test I have some at the house I was like okay (laughs) Now, at this point in time, y'all, I'm scared because I'm like, okay, it's just, it's been four days and I know I've never been four days late. It's either three days max or like three days early, but never past that three day mark. And so I was, I was shaking in my boots, y'all, I ain't gonna lie. So the next day, of course you know, still nothing. And she, you know, when we got to work, she for sure had the pregnancy test. And I took it from her. And I was like, okay, I'm going to take it because I still haven't gotten my period. And she was like, yeah, she was like, okay, like, you know, let's, let's do it. And me being anxious and needing to know, we just went ahead and went to the bathroom at the job. And so I'm in the stall. She's outside of the stall um, at the counter waiting for me to finish. Y'all, soon as I started peeing on the stick, I saw the thing changing. Like, so I quickly turned away from it and just, you know, put the cap on and handed it off. And when she saw it, she turned red. She's a white girl. She turns red. And I'm like, why is she turning red? She was like, you, she was like, do you want to know? I was like, girl, it hasn't been two minutes yet. (laughs) So I set the timer for two minutes and the two minutes was up. She was like, okay, you ready? I was like, yeah. And then she, she turns red 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 and shakes her head yes like fighting back tears and I was like what you mean I was like let me see so she hands it to me and sure enough there's a plus sign on there pregnant and I'm like okay like oh my god like my heart dropped my heart's beating fast I don't know what to do. I don't know what to think. She's like, oh, my God, I'm so excited. And part of me is also excited. But then the other part of me is very nervous because I don't know what this man is going to say about this. 
So I'm just hoping that this pregnancy test is, you know, false. So, but I'm also, part of me is hopeful, optimistic, and thinking that, you know, maybe this is, maybe this will work out, you know? So I'm talking to her about how I'm going to break it to him. And I was like, well, I can't tell him that I already know. She was like, why? And I was like, girl, you know my situation. I'm supposed to be a secret, basically. Like, nobody knows that I'm involved with this man. So it's kind of like, ugh, like, what am I going to do? So I just came to the conclusion that I was just going to tell him that I was late when I got home. And that I, we need to take a pregnancy test, basically. So sure enough, I get home. I text him, call me ASAP. So he calls me and I was like, I'm late. And then he was like, I'm in the car with a few people that I'm I'm dropping off at home. Um, I'm gonna call you back as soon as I drop them off. I was like, okay. So as soon as we disconnected the call, he texts me plan B, plan B question mark. And I'm like, now, sure enough, this man ain't dumb. Like he taught the subject. I know he knows better than this. Boy, if I'm already late, it's too late to be talking about plan B. Plan B is only going to work. Like if you have like a slip up, like I think it's up to 72 hours um, after you have sex and you think you might have, you know, slipped up, but I'm already late. <laughs> so plan B ain't going to work. So basically that's what I told him. And so when he called me, I was like, I think we should, you know, I think it, we need a pregnancy test. Cause I've never been, I've never been late, um, this many days. It's been five days. So Sure enough, he's like, okay, um, when I get back down there, we'll go to CVS and get one, and then we'll see. I'm like, okay, cool. So he seemed really chill, cool about it, so I wasn't tripping. Like, I'm kind of actually getting a little bit more excited and optimistic that maybe we're going to do this and hopeful that he'll accept the news and, you know, whatever is going to happen, you know, happens. So he comes down and we end up going to CVS. Y'all, just my luck. I walk into the CVS while he waits in the car. And at the counter behind the register, I see my high school ex-boyfriend standing there. And I'm like, oh, hell no. Nah. Like, I cannot buy a pregnancy test <laughs> from this counter. Like, no. So I walked around to, like, not make it look suspicious. I walked around, looked at a few things, and stopped by the counter, said hey to him and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, I didn't find what I was looking for. And then I just walked out. So I get back to the car. I'm like, yeah, I can't, I can't buy it in there. Jim. Ooh, did I just say his name? So-and-so is in there. <laughs> so.
so-and-so is in there and we need to go to a different store. So we go to a different CVS and I ended up buying the expensive test because I just wanted to get a good one so that I know for sure like that it's real like there's no mistakes but y'all honestly um pregnancy tests are made to actually track or see it it, it basically detects a hormone in the female's um body that only pregnant females would um have and so the likelihood of it giving you a false positive is like slim to none and so yeah so anyway we get back to his house i go in the bathroom i immediately take the test and put the cap on sit it on the counter the dresser and he kept like pacing back and forth in and out of the room asking me okay uh is it ready what does it say what does it say and i'm like i have a timer on it's not ready yet like i'll let you know you know when it's ready so after two minutes although i had already known the results because i saw it while i was peeing on the stick like literally it it immediately appeared I don't know why it tells you to wait two minutes. I don't know. But anyway. So the two minutes went by and I'm like, okay, it's ready. So he walks over to the counter. And all I see is the back of his head going left and right. And him like flipping the test, you know, right side up, upside down. And I'm just like, what are you doing? And he's like, the line is going the wrong way. I said, the line? I said, let me see. So I took the test, and sure enough, there's a plus sign on the test. And I'm like, that's a plus. Okay, like, what do you mean? What line? And so he, when I said it's a plus, it means it's positive. He, like, flopped down onto the bed, like, in disbelief and in shock. And I was like, oh, Lord, here we go. Like, I, I already knew that he wasn't, he wasn't happy about it. And he turned to me and said, so what are we going to do? And I was like, I was just looking at him scared as hell about what, you know, as what, what you mean, what we're going to do. And so at that point we're just it's silence in the room and i'm just like of course there's no other option but to take care of it and you know be happy like what do you mean and then part of me is like do you mean like how are we gonna tell everybody like you know so he's like well you know we can't you know we can't do this and i was like i i was like i don't want to talk about this right now and so he's like okay and he got up walked out of the room and i'm just sitting there like in shock that he actually said that shit to me and part of me is upset part of me is scared like there's just so many emotions going through me like how insensitive you know to to say that to me 
so later on he comes back into the room and it seems like he's in a different mood i guess and so we just ended up going to sleep and sure enough while you know in the middle of the night he's coming over trying to have sex with me and so I'm thinking that when he did that, that he had come to terms with it and that we were good. Like, okay, you know, we're going to do this. So the next morning, of course, I had to go to work. So I get up to go to work. He takes me to work. He drops me off. And, of course, me and my friend are talking about the events that happened the night before and how I revealed it to him and everything like that. And she's like, I'm sure everything will be okay. Like everything's going to work out and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know, I really hope so. So maybe three hours into my shift, I get a phone call from him and he's basically telling me about how, you know, his close friend, which is a friend that I discussed in one of my other podcasts that had the, the ailment, um, someone in her family very close to her had passed away and that they needed him to be one of the pallbearers at the funeral. And so the funeral was in a different state and therefore he wouldn't be here or whatever. And then he, prote- he proceeds to tell me that, you know, we can't keep this baby and that I need, you know, we need to schedule an abortion because we're running out of time. Because we don't even know how long I've been pregnant. And I immediately go into beast mode on his ass and start telling him that that's very rude and insensitive for him to say that to me. And no, I said, because if it wasn't meant to be, then I wouldn't have gotten pregnant. And then he said, you really think you were meant to have a baby by me? I'm 50 years old. I can't even take care of my, I can barely, we can barely afford to take care of ourselves. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like this man literally flipped the script on me. And so he starts telling me about how his age, um, his age, you're more likely to have an autistic baby. And, you know, do you really want to deal with that? And I said, I highly doubt that we would have an autistic baby, but whatever. And I said, um, and we can take care of the baby and, you know, Basically, I told him that I felt like he was just making excuses to not do it and that this is wrong. And he said, well, you know, you you think about it. And, and he hung up. He hung up on me. So at this point, I'm crying. I'm trying to fight back the tears because I'm still at work. And, you know, I I just couldn't believe how insensitive this man was. And so maybe about 30 minutes later, he calls me back with a whole, a totally different tone and was like, I'm so sorry for being insensitive. Um, and I can't imagine how you must feel right now. You know, basically 
trying to console me, but then he still had this matter of fact, you know, tone like, but I know you're going to go ahead and do this because we really can't take care of this baby. We can't do this. We can't have this baby. And so I hung up on him. (laughs) And of course, I had to go back to the house and think long and hard about it. And I was like, you know, do I run away? Like, do I just disappear? Do I move to another state and not, you know, tell anybody where I went? Like, how am I going to do this? Because I really didn't want to go through with having an abortion. And, you know, I always wanted to be a mother. And so, and then this was my first experience, like, and to be robbed of that, I just was, it was unfathomable. (sighs) But I also thought, thought to myself, I would be risking my relationship with him. If I went ahead and did this, would he try to do something to me? Would he just be disgusted and angry with me? Would he try to lie about it and say it's not his? And then I will be, you know, I'm a part-time worker. Like, would I be stuck, like, trying to, you know, take care of the baby by myself? Like, I, I just, it was just so many what-ifs and different possibilities and things that were flowing through my head. Am I going to be a disappointment? Like, what, you know... What's going to happen? What's going to happen to me? What's going to happen to the baby? Meanwhile, me and my friend had had the discussion and she was telling me about how she struggled, you know, getting pregnant and holding a baby and stuff like that. And that the baby was a blessing. And I was telling her that I knew and I agreed and that I told him that and you know, he just, it was like he didn't care. He really didn't care. All he could think about was himself, you know? And I was afraid. I'm just like, you know, I'm still, I'm, shit, I was still a baby myself. Although I was an adult, you know, I just, I hadn't had any experiences and never had like a father figure in my life, never really had these, you know, kind of conversations and I really felt like uncomfortable talking about it um with you know someone that could have probably helped me like my parent and I don't know I just felt uh, I felt very much alone although I had my friends my the cult the two friends that I told I still felt very much alone and the one person that I thought would have been there and had my back and supported me was adamant about me getting rid of the baby. My friends, they were very much excited. They were, you know, oh, you're going to be so cute, pregnant. You know, you're just going to be this tiny person with this big, big stomach and can't wait to put together a baby shower for you and you know 
And then I'm, you know, all that just seems so exciting. But in back of my mind, I'm just like, I'm probably not going to keep it. And it it was just very depressing each and every day going to work and coming back. And, you know, the fatigue. Oh, my God. The symptoms. Y'all, first of all, I would literally go to work and barely be able to make it through of a, an entire half of a full-time shift because I was a part-timer. And... I would literally be nauseous all day, could barely, you know, function at work. And my friend was just, she would bring me some crackers and some ginger ale and stuff like that. And, you know, basically help me, you know, through it as much as she could. And I don't know, she was just really supportive and I want to, yeah, she doesn't know how much that meant to me. But another thing I was going through, I had to have gum. Like, I had never been a gum person in my life. Like, even growing up as a kid, I hated gum. I didn't like the smell, the taste. I didn't like it. And I had to have Trident gum every day, at least two packs. <laughs> And it was just, it was a struggle, y'all. Like, literally, I would get off from work and go home and sleep from the time I got home to the time it was time for me to get up and go to work again. That's how how tired I was, the symptoms. Oh, my God. And I remember one day walking to work from the train station because at the time I didn't have a car and it was winter time. And so I'm in the cold. I'm walking up this long hill to get to my job. And this guy walked past me. And this is before I even knew for sure that I was pregnant. He was like, oh, my God, girl, you're glowing. And I was like, really? <laughs> He's like, yes, you look beautiful. You're so beautiful. And now, mind y'all, it's like 6 o'clock in the morning. And, you know, I'm walking up this hill with my little coat on and stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God. And that's around the time where um, my friend at work was asking me, like, are you, you know, are you sure you're not pregnant? I'm going to bring you a pregnancy test, blah, blah. And so to have him say that was kind of like confirming you know what was and I was slick excited like I really was and then to just have that shot down so abruptly so matter of fact so you know just unremorseful it was it was very very hurtful and it still is to this day very very hurtful but um yeah, that's going to conclude this episode. I hope, you know, I don't know. That's just going to conclude this episode, but we'll get into everything else on part two because, yeah, I, I just need time to digest this 
But until next time, guys, bye.